Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go on this Friday, Raider Nation. Very excited to be back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio for the next three hours. Myself and Damon Cotton going to guide the wheels of steel with you. Got plenty to get to on today's show. Of course, we're going to get plenty of feedback on our listener line and also our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. It is a holiday weekend, so just a little programming note. We will not be here on Monday. And I say that with an asterisk. And myself and DeMond, we just went and had a little bit of lunch. We took our guy Kevin from engineering. We took him with us as well. And I said, we are off on Monday unless something massive happens over the weekend. And DeMond, both you and Kevin said what in response to me saying exactly what I just said? What qualifies as something big? (laughs) Which means like, wait, hold on, hold on. How are you going to give us a day off and then at the same time say, but be on call just in case? And that's what I mean. Who knows? This offseason could be wild. This offseason could be crazy. There could be a lot of highs. There could be some lows. I mean, we don't know. Again, this is uncharted territory, at least for me. You know, as a, as, as a guy in this role, behind the microphone, either a radio or podcast, this is all new. So who knows what's going to happen this weekend? Who knows what's going to happen after we sign off at 5 o'clock? I mean, there's so many things that can happen, so... I'm anticipating us being off on Monday. I I am, no doubt. All of us, from the morning tailgate to JT to us here on Unnecessary Roughness. I expect us all to be here. Matter of fact, the whole building (laughs) is going to be empty on Monday. But just in case something crazy and wild and huge breaks over the weekend, then we'll be here on Monday. So if you follow us on Twitter, at RNR920 AM, at DeMond underscore the boss, or at your boy Q254, we'll let you know. (laughs) <laughs> if we're going to be here on Monday, but I, I do expect us to be off uh, just celebrating President's Day. It'll probably be one of the last holidays that we have off for a long time because we really, as DeMond knows now, we don't take very many days off. We really don't. We're here pretty much each and every day. And it's it's funny, I told the story on the way to lunch about covering the, the Baylor coaching hire when I was in Waco and Art Browse was gone and there was a lot of, of uh, speculation about who the next coach was going to be. So everyone's putting their name, oh, this guy's going to get it. Phil Bennett's going to be it. Oh, no, it's going to be, you know, Sonny Dykes. No, it's going to be this guy. It's going to be that guy. It's going to be other. There are so many names that were thrown out there. I was literally mowing my lawn, and I don't know what holiday it was. It was either Labor Day. It might have been Labor Day. I don't remember what holiday it was. It was one of those that you're just off, right? And and I was outside mowing my lawn, and I, I received a direct message on Twitter from a guy saying, Q, it's none of the guys that you're thinking of. The announcement's about to happen in about 30 minutes. And then he wouldn't tell me who it was. So I immediately reached out to my guy, David Smoke, and I was like, hey, I just got word. The coaching search is going to, you know, it's going to be announced in about 30 minutes, and we need to be on the lookout. It's not anybody that we expect is going to get hired. So immediately he said, okay, I'll meet you at the station. I'm, <laughs> I've been mowing my lawn. So I'm in sweats. I got grass all over me. I look like hell, right? I don't even know if I had taken a shower that day, you know, because I'm outside mowing the lawn. And please believe, when I was in Texas, I had a lot of lawn to mow. So that was a, that was a big chore. And I'm, immediately, we all met at the radio station. And we did a show all afternoon. It was like a collaboration of two different shows. We just kind of combined it. 
And we did all the research we could on, on the new coach that came in, and it was just like, you've got to be there. So in this case, there's a lot going on with the Raiders this offseason. Now, the good thing about this, it's not college, where there's actually a, a regular season. Right? So, I mean, the new league year doesn't open up until March 15th. So I don't anticipate anything so huge happening over the weekend where we have to call off everything and just come in and do a show. But just know, if anything ever happens like that, we will be here to do a show. If something massive were to happen and we just happen to be off the radio, don't worry. We'll be back here. As much as DeMond is like looking at me and rolling his eyes like, are you serious? We'll definitely be here. Yeah, you mentioned like, oh, you don't know the next holiday that we're taking off. I can I see a couple on the calendar already. <laughs> Are we what taking them mean? off though? I'm Independence Day. Got to celebrate the country. <laughs> I mean, Juneteenth. That's on a Monday, and it's right after Father's Day. So you can parlay that into your your celebration for being a great father. I'm definitely Juneteenth coming to work off I'm, on Monday. I'm definitely coming to work on Father's Day or after Father's Day. We're not we're not taking that. We might take Fourth of July. I understand. We might take Fourth of July off. But we, we pick and choose around here. We don't take every one of them off. Mother's Day, you know, that's on the 14th. My birthday is on the 15th. Okay. So to celebrate being such a great son, I might as and my birthday, might as well parlay that into a day off as well. And then There's a lot of parlaying that you're doing. And you know when you do parlays, <laughs> what do they always say? <laughs> don't do parlays because they don't work. <laughs> you lose more times than you don't. So I suggest that you don't do a lot of parlays around here because, well, you're going to lose more times than you won't. And look. We're doing radio. We're doing radio. We're not working at the grocery store. We're not delivering boxes. We're not working at the bank. We're doing radio. This is fun. So, yeah, we'll take a day off here and there, but this is an important offseason, and Raider Nation deserves to have us here all the time to make sure we deliver what we have to deliver, and that's what we'll do. So there's that. As much as you heard DeMond try to, try to push back and say, no, we got to have these days off. we got to celebrate this, that, and the other. We'll be here. All the time. So uh, that's just a little programming note, though. On Monday, that will be a day that we take off. Coming up on the show today, starting at 2.30, Jake Ellenbogen, uh, Believe in the Rams, CEO of Downtown Rams. He's been on the show before just to give us a preview of the Rams when the Raiders played the Rams earlier in the 2022 season. Matter of fact, that Thursday night football game when Baker Mayfield off of two days being on the team, ended up getting the victory over the Silver Black there in SoFi Stadium. He joined the show then. He'll join the show today to talk about Jalen Ramsey. That's somebody that we brought up on the show yesterday talking about is he going to be traded? Will he be cut? You know, there's speculation that he'll be cut. And he actually tweeted, quote tweeted that speculation and said, 100% I won't be cut. 100% I won't be cut. So there's that. We'll talk to him about Jalen Ramsey. We'll talk about Baker Mayfield as he's a guy that more and more people in Raider Nation are starting to talk about as maybe a potential. Maybe Josh McDaniels and company are looking at Baker Mayfield to be the next quarterback, not necessarily for the long term but maybe a short-term fix, maybe a year, maybe two. Who knows? But we'll talk to Jake coming up at 2.30, all things Rams, uh, really focusing in on Jalen Ramsey and also on Baker Mayfield. 3 o'clock, Khalil McKenzie from the Vegas, Vegas Vipers. He's the offensive lineman. It's funny when he was drafted, and yes, that's the son of Reggie McKenzie, former CEO, or former uh, general manager excuse me, of the Silver and Black. Uh, he's playing with the Vegas Vipers now. He was drafted in the NFL. He was actually drafted as a defensive lineman and then also in turn offensive lineman. Well, he went to, what, Kansas City, went to Baltimore, and now he's part of the Vegas Vipers, and we're going to be airing all the home games for the Vegas Vipers right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So Khalil McKenzie will join us at 3 o'clock. He'll be calling in to talk about the debut of the XFL, which happens this upcoming weekend. He'll talk about, you know, just the opportunity that he's got, uh, what he believes, you know, how his team has come together during training camp and all that good stuff. 
We'll do that at 3 o'clock with Khalil McKenzie. 3.30, Rick Butler, Rocky Top Insider. Why do we have him on? Talk all things Tennessee volunteers. We talked about Hendon Hooker. We talked about a lot of quarterbacks, right? We talked about the big four I like to call, the guys I believe are going to get drafted in the first round. That's that's uh, that's uh, 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 Bryce. Um, gee, I forgot his name now. Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Bryce. I'm, why am I thinking Bryce Butler, who's a friend of the show too? That's all I could keep thinking of was Bryce Butler. But, yeah, Bryce Young will be one. C.J. Stroud will be one. Will Levitz will be one. Anthony Richardson will be one. So there's other guys. You know, we talked Jake Hayner from Fresno State yesterday. Want to talk about Hendon Hooker, but Tennessee has other players as well. They've got a bunch of other players that are going to be in the draft, so we'll get all kind of insight from Rick Butler, Rocky Top Insider. That's coming up at 3.30. At 4 o'clock, Carolina Teague, ESPN 97.5, San Antonio sports star. She was there with us on Radio Row in Phoenix. She'll she'll talk about the XFL. San Antonio has their own XFL team. Uh, It's the NBA All-Star break. She really covers the NBA like a glove. We'll talk to her about her experience in Phoenix. That was the first time she was on Radio Row. So we'll kind of compare and contrast what DeMond and her went through as both of those guys uh, had their first experience there on Radio Row. So we'll join Carolina T coming up at 4 o'clock. And then Cassie Soto will close us out at 4.30, VegasNation.com. We'll talk all things silver and black. So we got a hell of a lineup for you. Jake Ellenbogen, Believe in the Rams at 2.30, Khalil McKenzie at 3, Rick Butler at 3.30, Carolina Teague at 4, and Cassie Soto will close things out at 4.30. Now you know the guest lineup coming up on the show today. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Got a funny text already from Mailman Raider on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line. Ayo, Damon. On Monday, March 6th, it's National Oreo Day, and the week after that, it's National Napping Day. Just a couple more days for you. <laughs> All important days for us to you know, observe and take seriously, actually, respect National Oreo Day, National Napping Day. What better way than to take a nap? You know what's funny is that when I was in Central Texas, my guy Ward, he would always, every single day, He'd rattle off the national days of the week, <laughs> or, 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 or you know, today is national this and that, and there were so many days, and it was so many things on the same day. It was it was not like it was just one day; it was multiple things. And I, I at some point I was like, all right, this is ridiculous, this is dumb, right? I mean, there's certain things that were cool. You know, I think they had like National Tequila Day was cool, and you know, like Secretary's Day was cool. And there's certain days that okay, that makes sense, right? But all of a sudden it got it just it was ridiculous. There was days it was like four or five different things on the same day. And I'm like, all right, what are we doing? We have a holiday every single day, and that's what it became. So I, I eliminated that segment of the show. I was like, I can't do it anymore. Today is National Cabbage Day. See, like, what, <laughs> what sense does that make? I'm serious. Like, what sense does that make? National Cabbage Day? Hey, I just say, man. I, I Googled. I mean, but, but, but I'm just saying. What's like, today's National Day? What does, that, what does that stand for? Besides the obvious, National Cabbage. But why do you need to have a National Cabbage Day? What do you have against cabbage? I don't need a day. I don't need a national day. That's like saying national water day. I don't need a national water day. I'm just going to drink water. Some days you just got to be reminded how important it is. Way too many. I don't know who comes up with these days, but there's way too many. All you got to do is like probably fill out a petition or something. That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's so many days. National Cabbage Day. Like who cel- how do you celebrate that? You go out and get some uh, corned beef and cabbage or what? I mean, what do you do? Just get a head of cabbage and appreciate it. And do, so what are you doing? Is that all you is that is that the main dish tonight? You know, probably a couple of dishes to, you know, accent the cabbage, you know. Like you said. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. 
How do you celebrate National Cabbage Day? Maybe you just bite into a head of cabbage. Really? Yeah. Who does that? Maybe you could be the first. No, I would not. You don't like cabbage like that. See, that's why we need this day for you to celebrate a little bit more. Are you, you sleeping on cabbage? Are you biting into a head of cabbage? Well, I just found out it was today. So, uh, at any point in your life, would you bite into a head of cabbage like it's an apple? I would an onion, but not a cabbage. That's gross too. Onions are great. Just to bite into it? Yeah. It's not an apple. Yeah, but it, oh, come on now. Well, this show's already derailed. <laughs> <laughs> we found out it's National Cabbage Day, and Demond would eat an onion raw. All right, there's that. So let's go ahead and throw out a topic. Let's get some good feedback on something that means something that's not National Cabbage Day. None of that makes sense. Wow. First of all, I got a couple different questions. The first one is, this is the first weekend without NFL football in a long time, right? I mean, the Super Bowl got wrapped up. Now the XFL does get going this weekend. So I want to throw it out there, Raider Nation. What are you going to do this weekend without NFL football? I'm doing multiple radio shows on ESPN National, and I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be the first weekend where it's not NFL heavy. We're going to be talking about the NBA All-Star game. We're talking about pitchers and catchers reporting for baseball. I mean, there's different things going on where football won't be the end-all, be-all. Now, we'll talk NFL. Don't get me wrong. But we won't just be NFL heavy because there's no games. And it's not the new league year, so you can't see a lot of movement going on across the league. Now, we did find out earlier uh, today that Derek Carr is meeting with the Jets. So you might hear something about that. You might hear something about his meeting. He's apparently meeting with them today and then having a formal meeting with them tomorrow. So you might hear some news about, about D.C. over the weekend, and that's cool, right? I mean, he's going to have a market, and at some point he's going to sign with the team, and he's going to be you know, taking or starting that new chapter of his career. So that's some of the news that we've already heard that will happen over the weekend that we'll be monitoring. But it's the first weekend without NFL football, so what are you going to do? And then when it comes to this new staff, front office, and coaching staff. What is the biggest question that you need to have this staff answer this offseason besides the obvious, which is who the quarterback's going to be? Because that's, that's the big elephant in the room, right? Who's the quarterback going to be? But outside of that big question, because that's going to work itself out one way or the other. Either it's going to be option A, option B, maybe C, D, or E. I mean, it, it just doesn't matter, right? They're, they're going to figure out who's going to be the signal caller in 2023. Whether we like it or not, whether we're you know for that person or not that person, whatever the case may be, somebody's going to be the quarterback. So that's that's obvious going to happen. But outside of that, what's the biggest question this staff needs to answer this offseason? That's what I want to know. 69187, keyword r Also, the listener line is 702-365-9200. And uh, we'll go straight to the don'tbebroke.com text line. <laughs> we, got, we got a text already. Y'all sleeping on... Uh, Hungarian cabbage rolls. <laughs> so is that, is, that, is that what you're having on National Cabbage Day? I've never even heard of Hungarian cabbage rolls. That's insane. I, I love it. I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Vegas Pete said, no mowing lawns here in the Mojave Desert queue. Also, the Raiders allowed to have contact or meet with players, or do they have to wait until March 15th? That's talking about any kind of movement that they might have. And, well, anybody who's available like Derek Carr is available. Like, D.C. is meeting with the Jets this weekend, and that's fine because he's been released and he's a veteran, so he doesn't have to worry about anything else. He's good to go. But if there's a player like that out there, yeah, they can make that kind of, that kind of movement. But... You know, if they're trying to trade for a quarterback or they're trying to sign a guy maybe in free agency, none of that is going to work until at least March 15th. But you can still, you know, you start to hear reports. 
That's the thing about it. You start to hear reports. You'll hear them uh, sooner rather than later. Oh, Aaron Rodgers came out of his dark place, and this is what he decided to do. Or, you know, stuff like that. I'll tell you right now, and I told the story to DeMond this morning. I woke up, and I, I looked at Twitter because that's what we do, right? We wake up, and we look at Twitter immediately. And I saw a report from Ian Rappaport and then Rob Demosky as well saying, oh, Aaron and they said Aaron Jones decided to return to the Green Bay Packers. Well, at 5.30 in the morning, as I'm still kind of foggy and not, not awake, I looked and I thought, oh, Aaron Rodgers decided he's going back to Green Bay, which is kind of what I expect all along. So I thought, all right, well, there's that. So no Tom Brady, no Aaron Rodgers. Well, then I went back and looked at it after I took a shower and kind of woke up, and I was like, oh, wait, that's his Aaron Jones. Never mind. But that's, I mean, those are the kind of, kind of you know, little tidbits and little pieces of news and notes that, that we'll get uh, leading up to March 15th. Yes, of course, and I saw it from uh, our good guy, Shashi, who listens to the show. Yeah, yeah. It was his cruel tweet, and it said, wrong Aaron. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay, just talking about uh, Aaron Jones there. Right. But also, I remember we had a texter or a caller a couple of weeks ago, and they said, maybe we could try to put Josh Jacobs in the trade for Aaron Rodgers. And that takes that off the table now as well, if they're because they're reloading up with those backs that they right. have. That was the first thing I thought about, where people are like, oh, well, maybe Josh Jacobs would be involved with the trade for Aaron Rodgers. Not likely anymore. No, and the thing about it is, why would you— why would you trade Josh Jacobs? He's a free agent. So that means you'd have to sign him and then trade him. If you're going to just let him go, just let him go, right? I mean, let him go ahead and, and, and make his own decision on where he's going. You're not going to sign him to a, a contract extension and then say, okay, we're going to immediately flip you and turn you. I don't, I don't think that that would be the case. Maybe maybe they, they have some smarter, you know, I don't know, calculations than I do, but I just I don't think that would make any sense at all. But every now and again, people call in with their theories, and then it's like, hey, guys, don't think that's going to happen. Just show, show them that we listen. Yeah, no, 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 you're right about that. Uh, let's see. Mailman Raider said, Q, going to the brewery. <laughs> oh, man. We, I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of, <laughs> what kind of bag of worms we opened up. Q, going to the brewery tomorrow to celebrate National Drink Wine Day on Sunday. Watch some Raiders return football as life. Also, I want to know what the coaching staff is going to do to get better. Is it Scott Turner? The play calling needs to be better. That's a good question. Right? How is this staff going to make this team that much more competitive? How are they going to improve from what they did? They were a six-win team, and I know a lot of those losses were one-score losses, but how are they going to make sure that that doesn't happen in 2023? I think that's a really good uh, question right there. Scott Turner, I think, is a good football mind. He's a guy that you could bounce ideas off, and I think that that's good. Uh, what, Matt Lombardi, uh, Mick's brother? who just got hired as well as another offensive mind, so I think that they could bounce ideas off each other. I think those are all good to help go into the, the game plan of what is an NFL Sunday. So that's a really good question, Mailman Raider. We do appreciate that. 702-365-9200, that's our Raider Nation listener line. Who we got up first, Damon? Raider Fish in Berkeley. Uh-oh, Raider Fish, welcome to the show. Woo! Hey, let me clarify something real quick about, Uh-oh. I don't know, hey, Y'all talking about cabbage? I just turned on the radio and I heard ca- what? But that's anyway, the mind. That's the mind. The southern. Uh, hey, hey, you know the mind. I love it, man. We got to eat. Brothers got to eat. Hey, a southern soul food dish. No Hungarian. Okay, cabbage rolls, old school. You season your ground beef however you normally do. <laughs> little raw rice, and you roll it up into some parboiled cabbage leaves, and you bake that thing with some tomato sauce. Cheese is optional. But it's actually pretty delicious. Old school cabbage rolls. Hey, I got a question for the nation. <laughs> Where did uh, this show since, go? Since call- <laughs> huh? Nothing. Hey, it's Nothing. Friday, baby. The show goes where it goes. 
rules. Apparently. And, and of course, you're for the nation. <laughs> hey, uh, since 14, okay, we've had six head coaches, if you count the two interims. And this is the first time that Mark Davis has picked a coach over the quarterback. So my question to you all and nation, hey, how long or short of a leash or a rope do we give McDaniels because this is the first time MD has done that. You know, if we have a, a record, we hope not, but similar or worse than la- this year, next year, do we ask him or does MD give him a longer rope because this is the first time he picked the coach over the QB? Hey, show up, show up, and holly just win, baby, and have a good weekend when you go out. Raiders. Way to, way to clean up that call right there. I'll tell you, man, I don't know how the show got off the rails. I don't know how we all of a sudden became, uh, you know, connoisseurs of cabbage and every other way to cook cabbage. I feel like we're on, uh, what's that movie with Tom Hanks uh, where he's like, oh, strip this, strip that. Um, Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Thank you. I don't know. Obviously not a movie guy. I don't know how we got into this so deep, but here we are. But when it comes to what you asked about the coaching staff, honestly, Raider Fish, I think if they don't if they don't do well this year, I think they're done. I mean, I think it's that 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 cut and dry. Like it's it's that easy. If if all of a sudden the Raiders put up a six and eleven record again next year, I think there's a lot of changes. I really do. I don't believe, and I could be wrong. Maybe maybe they're already made a decision. Like, hey, this team it's going to take a while to to build it, so we're going to give you the the space that you need, and we're going to give you the time that you need. But I I, don't, I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Also, what you just said there. Or even if that is the hypothetical, how much of it is this team isn't ready or that the top of the division is just that good? Because I think that you have to consider that into a factor when it comes to the Chiefs. They are the Chiefs. They are the defending champions. You've got to take into account that with a new offensive coordinator, the Chargers, they were a playoff team. They're going to be a little bit improved as well. And Sean Payton, going to the Denver Broncos, no matter how cooked you think Russell Wilson is, he's going to be able to get a little bit more out of him. So what I'm saying is, does this team think that if they just add those one or two more pieces, is that enough? We don't know that just yet, but it's looking like now, hey, one or two improvements, it's going to have to be the coaching staff. You know, we say it's about the Jimmys and the Joes, not the X's and the O's. The X's and the O's need to prove more into this coming season as well. Well, right, and the thing about it is they lost a lot of one-score games in 2022. They've got to find a way to turn that around. That can't happen again. Right, so if they go six and eleven, and you see a lot of what we all saw in twenty twenty two, then all of a sudden, I don't care what kind of deal you have, and how much space, and how much opportunity, and how much uh, leeway you're going to give the coaching staff. Now all of a sudden, you're looking square at the coaching staff and say, "Wait, what the hell's going on?" Because there's way too many one score losses, and and to be six and eleven, you can't do that. I don't care if you're in the division with the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, and they're all really good. Your only job in the NFL is to what? Win games. Be competitive. Fill your stadium with your fans and let them go crazy seeing you win games. You have to do that. This year they have, what, nine home games, right? They only had eight last season. It flip-flops every single year since it's a 17-game regular season now. They have nine home games. Their job is to go out there and put on a show for nine games and win as many of those as possible, start to, uh, you know, have that home home field advantage and not have what you saw the last two games of the season where you saw the Chiefs and their fans dominate Allegiant and the 49ers and their fans dominate Allegiant. You can't have that. You've got to win games. So I don't care what kind of deal you have. If this team is not winning games, there's going to be a problem. If it looks like 6-11 and at the end of next year, I think there's going to be a lot of house cleaning. I just do.
Yeah, and you also mentioned about how the one-score games that they lost. We saw coming into last season where, hey, wins don't carry over. You can't take into account how many games that they won when it was the one-score games. Right. So do we throw it out of the window for this next season when it's, hey, they lost all those close one-score games, but this year's a new year. They'll eventually learn how to win. That's a good question. Because it was that was the biggest part yeah. that you made on what was the phrase you will probably remember it more than I will. The Josh McDaniels phrase about learning how to not oh, lose. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Learning not to lose before you learn how to win. Yeah, and and look by week thirteen, how old was that conversation? Very <laughs> right. I mean, at some point, it's like okay, come on, you know. And and it look they they had a lot of those in twenty twenty one where they were able to win them. Twenty twenty two, they lost them. So you're assuming just like we did in twenty twenty two that the numbers would even out at some point. So if it doesn't even out and look a lot better in 2023, then there's a problem. Then you have to say, okay, now this is habit forming. So, so who's the common denominator? You got rid of the quarterback, so you can't blame him. Got rid of this guy, you can't blame him. Brought in this guy, can't, you know what I mean? So then it's all squarely on you, and that's why I think it's so important for this team to win a lot of games in 2023. You just can't, you can't have another 6-11 season. This quick text, and then we'll take a break. From the 707, I'll be really mad if the Raiders go 6 and 11 next year. But if they go 1 and 16, I'll be the happiest guy in the world as long as they get that number one overall pick. Kayla Williams is the answer to all our problems. That's from the 707. And I would be, I'm not going to say miserable because that's a very heavy and strong word, but 1 and 16 would suck. I mean, let's just be honest about it. That would suck. Who wants to be 1 and 16? I understand the. Trying to get Caleb Williams. I think he's going to be fantastic too. But who wants to suffer through 1 and 16? Yeah, I know you said that, hey, it's just radio that we work in, but radio is not fun covering a 1 and 16 team. No, man. I mean, look, I know a lot of people that cover a lot of bad teams and they don't have a lot of fun. And I know it's not about us having fun, but who wants to go through that? Who wants to sit up there every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever the day is? Watching the game, knowing that that team's going to lose and they're going to be 1-16. Who wants to do that? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't care who's waiting on the other side of the, uh, of, of the, you know, of the fence for that. I don't want I – I, I, can't, I can't back you up on that one. I'm sorry. I can't back you up on that one. 1-16 one would be awful. And if they were 1-16, there would be a lot of heads roll. Hell, my head might roll if they go 1-16. I ain't got nothing to do with them. They might be like, you know what? We just got to make a move just to make a move. Q, you're out. <laughs> right? Tomorrow you're out too. Right? You guys you guys are doing too good of a show. You got to go. Got to shake things up. Got to shake things up, man. We need to bring in some guys that, you know, think it's a beautiful day every day in, in Vegas. I don't know what they're – you know what I mean? Like, can't do it. Can't do it. What, 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 what did Mike Singletary say? Can't do it. <laughs> can't win with them. Can't win with them. Exactly. Jake Ellenbogen, believe in the Rams, the CEO of Downtown Rams. He'll join us next. Talk all things Jalen Ramsey, Baker Mayfield, and more. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Guy hit up on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r from the mailman Raider Q. Would you take one more year of suck to be a Super Bowl contender for 15 years? As good as that sounds and as easy as that sounds, no. <laughs> no. 
right? That just doesn't make any kind of sense to me to be awful for another year to make your fans miserable and screaming and fighting and firing shots at each other on Twitter and talking about the coach and the and the organization. No, just because you believe that the next 15 years will be better after that? What makes you believe that, right? That's not a, that's a, no, no. I have to answer that with no, but appreciate that text at 69187, keyword R&R. Again, the question that I asked was, what is the big, biggest question this staff needs to answer this offseason besides who the quarterback's going to be? So continue to hit those texts. We do appreciate you joining us now on the phone lines. Our good friend Jake Ellenbogen from Believe in the Rams and CEO of Downtown Rams. And Jake, thanks so much for your time this afternoon, and I'll ask you this. I mean, you cover the Rams. They won a Super Bowl. Do you think one year of suck would be great for a Super Bowl contender for 15 years? How do you feel about that? Um, well, you know, I'll just say right now, if I know ahead of time that my team is going to be bad, uh, I would just, you know, probably say no. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to prepare for that. I think this past year was honestly pretty tough, you know, and just going through the, the Sosar Rams era after the, uh, you know, the greatest show on turf, you know, we kind of flirted with the dynasty there. Just going through that era of just, you know, constant losing football and losing efforts and, oh, well, we're better than our record indicates when really they weren't. Right. Um, I, I just wouldn't do that. No, I, I, I think you you can never have a year where you just, you know, are like, okay, you know what, we'll suck this year. We'll have 15 years. And, no, no, no. I, I think you got to try to compete every year. Um, you know, I just – Going into it, I wouldn't be able to handle that. <laughs> right. No, I agree. It sounds more uh, NBA-like, right? It sounds more like Philadelphia 76ers trust the process, and that process still hasn't paid off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they had a process, <laughs> and it didn't even, Absolutely. you know, it hasn't even paid off. But, Jake, we want to have you on for multiple reasons. One, to talk about multiple Rams that could be potentially on the move, or who knows, because the Rams, as you know, you know, they don't have a whole lot of draft capital. The salary cap is in some kind of way, but they do have a Lombardi under their belt. So one of the conversations we had on yesterday's show ended up being about Jalen Ramsey, and I said that maybe if the Raiders wanted to, you know, reach out and trade for Jalen Ramsey, that could be something that the Rams would be open to. And a lot of people said, I think he's going to get cut. Well, I saw the reports from Bleacher Report saying that he could get cut. I also saw Jalen Ramsey say, I'm 100% not getting cut. So what do you think the status is with Jalen Ramsey moving forward as he is with the Rams right now? Yeah, I kind of made a little bit of a sarcastic joke uh, to that report because, I mean, the idea of, you know, arguably he's the best corner in football. Uh, he didn't have his best year this year, but, I mean, you know, the year prior, you know, clearly the best corner in football, the most well-rounded, doesn't take any, doesn't make any career decisions where, you know, he might, you know, slip a tackle or whatever. He always tries to, you know, give it his all, and, you know, he's a vocal leader on the field. He's still, you know, in his prime. Uh Cutting a guy like that is just not even possible. Uh, there's no way you'd be able to sell that to the Rams fans, uh, to your fan base. So if there was anything, it would be a trade. I'm not entirely convinced there won't be a trade, but I'm not entirely convinced there will. Um, I understand there are a lot of people looking on the outside in at this team and seeing you know, they're 5-12 and 12 and you know just right off the bat you think, oh, well, you know this team went 5-12 and 12 because you know, their debts, you know, came due, right? And they had to, you know, pay their debts and going all in. But when you think about it, you know, they didn't go all in as much as people think. And, you know, the FM picks thing, it doesn't mean that they don't pick until 2027, like the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, they actually have all of their picks next year. 
So, you know, it's one of those things where I think people are looking at the cap space. They're looking at the team that went 5-12, and 12, Sean McVay, thinking they're, maybe he's one foot in, one foot out. Um, I think Sean McVay really needed to think about it, but I think he's going to be back for the foreseeable future. I think that was the big thing there. Um, but, you know, I, I think that this team is better than people realize. And, yeah, it's going to be a little difficult with the cap space, but you can restructure Jalen. You can restructure Donald. You can restructure Stafford and Cup and all that. And, you know, you could say it's kicking the, the can down the road, but, um, you know, in, in the meantime, I mean, you have Stafford for, what, four or five years? You know, if you're trying to make the most of it, yeah, I think you restructure them and, and you, you put some more talent around this team. Um, but, you know, I, I, he is not getting cut. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, I would put all my money on that, uh, that he's not getting cut. But if he was traded, I wouldn't be shocked. I brought it up before on Believe in Rams, um, you know, with my co-host uh, Cam Lynch. And, you know, I think it's, it'd be unfortunate, um, but I could, I could see a trade. I, I just absolutely not. He will not get cut. Um, there, there'd just be no reason to do that, and they honestly wouldn't save that much money to begin with. It would make more sense to trade and get assets and, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not trading the best corner in the league in his prime uh, for anything less than two first-rounders. And if that's too rich, then I'm not trading him, you know? Do you still believe that Jalen Ramsey is playing at, at that level? Because, look, I don't think he's the guy that he was when the Rams got him from Jacksonville, but I think he's still really stinking good. Yeah, I really do. Um, I think the scheme has people thinking that he's playing worse than he is. Um, I would make the argument that he really hasn't had great protection over the top. You know, it doesn't allow him. He still plays with the confidence that you need to play with, but it hurts him when, you know, Taylor Rapp is over the top or Nick Scott, guys that, yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice to get a seventh rounder and Nick Scott, you know, playing the well, the way he did. But, you know, that's not like having, you know, a Buda Baker in the back to, mm-hmm. you know, to cover your, uh, your tail there. And that, it's not like having – you know, uh, Jesse Bates, you know, with the, the Bengals or, or, you know, a big name like that. And so that's the thing that I've actually been, you know, promoting is that I think the Rams should go after a safety in the back end and make things easier on Ramsey. Uh, last year wasn't his best year, but I, I thought it was still a really good year and he finished the year really strong. And I still think he's the best corner in football because when you have guys in the past that, you know, didn't want to tackle, but they were considered the best corners in the league, um, you know, just because they had, you know, nine whatever interceptions, you know, Ramsey gets the interceptions, he can blitz, you know, uh, obviously he can play whether it's zone or he can, you know, play bump and run. Um, but the thing about Ramsey is that he does make those tackles and, you know, he comes up and he's not afraid to help and run support. And I think it's something that he doesn't get enough credit for. And it's why I would say maybe he's not the best cover corner right now in the league because, you know, you have the emergence of Sauce Gardner and such. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I definitely think he's he's one of the best, but the thing that makes him the best overall cornerback is his desire to play every single level of the position. Talking right now with Jake Ellenbogen, Believe in the Rams, CEO of Downtown Rams here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. We talked to Mike Florio a couple of weeks ago, well, just last week in Phoenix, and he mentioned how Baker Mayfield could be a dark horse shot to be the Raiders' new starting QB. Do you think that the Rams have any thoughts of keeping him around, or what do you think his market would be? It's incredibly interesting with Baker Mayfield because I think for the first time in his career, uh, at least since you know Oklahoma, he feels like he has found a home. But he knows that he's not going to start in this home, you know. And and I think he he loves L.A. He he loves playing around you know guys like 
Sean McVay and, and, you know, Van Jefferson, you know, he had a really good rapport with and didn't get a chance to play with Cup or, you know, all that. But um, I think if there's no starting option for him anywhere, I think he could come back. I'm expecting him to be gone, though. Um, and I think with the Raiders, I mean, I, I guess it really depends. I mean, I think if you're going out to get Baker to be your starter, um, you know, I could see, you know, whoever does that going out and drafting a quarterback, whether that be, you know, Anthony Richardson out of Florida or, you know, Will Levis out of Kentucky or somebody like that. But, you know, more so somebody that's not necessarily guaranteed ready to start. Like, you know, in my opinion, I think you look at Stroud and, um, you know, Bryce Young is the two guys that can start day one and not have really any concern about them. But those two guys, you know, that I mentioned in Richardson and Levis, they're more, you know, not projects, but they're going to take a little bit more time. That's what a Baker Mayfield to me would be for. Um, I could see him with the Jets as well, you know, if all else fails there. But um, I think at this point in his career, I think teams finally saw, you know, a chance, you know, to, they had a chance to see what he could do with, you know, an actual coaching staff, some decent weapons, and, you know, a good defense. And, I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Baker showed some things to the Rams. He showed some good. He showed some bad. Um, but I think he showed that he is a, at the very least, mid-tier to a little bit below mid-tier starting, you know, caliber quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, if you put the right pieces around him, I think he could be pretty solid. I don't think it would be smart for the Rams to move on from Jalen Ramsey, but for even more S's and giggles, do you think there's a market <laughs> out there for Aaron Donald? Oh, wow. Yeah, so I actually, and it's funny that you say this, because everyone who keeps saying, you know, trade Ramsey or brings up Ramsey, you know, I keep saying, well, why, if we're going to, you know, go to this level where we're trading Ramsey, why isn't Donald being in the discussion? Ramsey played all 17 games last year. You know, Donald got hurt. Donald is halfway, you know, he has one foot in, one foot out. Uh, you know, he's kind of flirted with the idea of retiring. And, you know, we've heard all sorts of things. But one thing that keeps coming up is how, you know, he wants to be close to his family in Pittsburgh. And so it's always kind of been, you know, a thought of mine as well as many others. Like what happens if, you know, you trade Aaron Donald to Pittsburgh, you know, get a first round pick, you put him with, you know, TJ Watt, uh, but you get a first round pick out of it, you know. Um, but I think it really goes past just making the football team better and more so Aaron Donald's legacy as a Ram, um, because I think they really just do not want to do that. They want him to retire a Ram. And, I mean, he's still the best player in the league. Uh, like, when he's on, he is on. Um, but, you know, he, I do have concerns about the fact he's already talked about retirement and whatnot, so... If I was going to trade either of those two, it's going to be Donald, not the guy that hasn't mentioned retirement at all in Jalen Ramsey. Jake, we've talked about Jalen, we talked about Aaron Donald, we talked about Baker Mayfield, and of course the Rams uh, with you know a situation with the salary cap and, and and their draft picks and you know all that good stuff. What are your expectations for the team in 2023? Do you think that they're going to be a team that believes that they can go win the NFC West and make a run in the playoffs, or do you think they take a step back? Oh, I think they already took a step back this past year. Obviously, the injuries had a lot to do with it. But uh, I think this year, I've kind of looked at it like, you know, the year after this year could be the year they win the Super Bowl again. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, it shouldn't be because they just won it not long ago. Uh, but I think this year is, you know, getting things back to normal, you know, going back to the, the playoffs and, um, you know, whether that's playing in the NFC title game or, you know, playing in the divisional round, I believe that's what's what we're going to be seeing. Um, when you look at the NFC, 
There aren't a lot of great teams that I'm super excited about. You know, you look at the Eagles. They spent a lot of money on those free agents. They're going to lose a lot of them. They're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. So you no longer have that rookie quarterback contract. Uh, Dallas hasn't really proven anything. Dak Prescott hasn't proven he can get past the divisional round. Uh, you look at the Giants. I don't know where they're going with Daniel Jones. So then, you know, really all I'm thinking of is like the Rams. They've already been there, done that. And it's just a matter of staying healthy and getting back to that point. The 49ers, you know, they've been in the NFC uh, championship game three times with, uh, you know, uh, Coach, um, you know, Shanahan. So, you know, they're always the team to look out for there. Seattle doesn't really scare me as a team that can go the distance. They're a team that can, you know, spoil a little bit, maybe get to the playoffs, but they're not anybody there. Arizona doesn't scare me at all. They're going to take a while probably to get back to where they were. Um, so I think really right now it's the Rams, the Eagles by default, they were just in the Super Bowl, but you know, there's some concerns there. The Niners, you look at the Saints, maybe if they get Derek Carr, where do they go from there? Um, you know, I think the Panthers right now, they had just, uh, taken the Rams, uh, assistant head coach, tight end coach and running backs coach, uh, Thomas Brown and that Panthers coaching staff with Evero and Thomas Brown and, and Reich. Um, you know, I think it's really starting to look really good. They have players like, you know, Burns and, um, you know, DJ Moore. They got to figure out the quarterback position, but, uh, they have a really good offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers are in it, um, the Vikings, the, the Lions, but this is one of the weakest <laughs> NFCs I've ever seen, though, because if, if Rodgers goes to the AFC like it's looking, you know, then you take Green Bay out of the equation. The Bears, they're probably a few years away. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think the expectations for any Rams fan should be, you know, the Rams, maybe they don't win the NFC West, uh, but it doesn't really matter. They, they should be getting to the divisional round of the playoffs this year, maybe even the NFC title game. There, there's just, you know, they arguably have a top three quarterback in the conference right now, even with Stafford in the shape he's been in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really my expectations, and I think that's what many people should have right now. Um, you know, expecting a Super Bowl seems a little ridiculous, but I think they're about a year away from a Super Bowl, and this year is when they finally get back to, to where they were. However you want to grade it, what are you grading Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? <laughs> oh, uh, 9 out of 10. I, I love the film. Uh, it's getting a lot of hate. I think Jonathan Majors and Paul Rudd did outstanding work. And I actually really like Catherine Newton as uh, Cassie Lang. So I'm really excited because the movie does a really nice job of being a movie and not just being a set up for another movie, um, all the while still teasing you about the future of the MCU. Uh, but to me, that those are the best movies where you could watch them and it's not just, okay, this is a movie to go into another movie. No, this is a standalone film. And I think, you know, if you like Ant-Man, you like any bit of the lore or whatever, or you just like these Marvel films, then I think you'll enjoy it. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, anti-Ant-Man stuff out there, uh, but I think this is the best of the, the trilogy, and I think this is more grounded than the others. You guys just spoke a whole different language for me. I have no idea anything you guys just said, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, right? I mean, you guys, hey, you dibble and dabble. I saw DeMond tweet something out about that last night, like late last night. So no surprise that he uh, asked you a question about Ant-Man and whatever. What else What else was it, DeMond? And the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah, yeah. going to the quantum room. Yeah, 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 that part, that part. Jake, fantastic stuff as always, my man. What do you got coming out on Believe in the Rams or even downtown Rams that we should be on the lookout for? 
Yeah. So as of right now, uh, you know, Cam and I are doing our, you know, weekly episodes, uh, you know, getting everyone ready for the off season. It's going to be a busy one for the Rams. I honestly couldn't tell you what's going to happen. Have no clue, <laughs> uh, but should be a fun one. Then over on downtown Rams, Alexis and I are actually doing our prospect interviews. We just interviewed uh, Jeremy Lucian from uh, Vanderbilt, the cornerback. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to check that out, that's over on ours uh, as well. So yeah, that's pretty much what we'll be, we'll be doing. We're shifting into the off season, um, you know, free agency is going to be hectic and uh, there's going to be a lot of different, you know, cap options, you know, wh- whatever they do there, but also the NFL draft at the same time. It's uh, you know, arguably the busiest time of the year. Yeah. I mean, there's no offseason when it comes to the NFL and that's what we're here for. Right. There's really no offseason. I know they call it that, but it's as busy as the regular season is. So, Jake, fantastic stuff as always, my man. Thanks for the insight on Jalen, on Baker, on Aaron Donald and more. Uh, we'll be talking soon. Uh, buckle up for the offseason. We're going to be doing the same thing. <laughs> Sounds good. You guys take care. All right, brother. There he goes. Jake Ellenbogen, Believe in the Rams, CEO of the Downtown Rams on Twitter at JKBOGEN. Does a fantastic job. And there you go. I didn't think Jalen Ramsey was going to get traded or get uh, cut. I didn't. I thought that if anyone was going to pick him up, it'd be by way of trade. But he's talking about some high draft capital for Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, I thought it was going to be a little bit more reasonable. Sounds like it's a lot of draft capital for Jalen Ramsey and others. We'll see what happens with Baker Mayfield. Is he going to return as the backup to Matt Stafford? Is Matt Stafford going to return, right? Is he going to come back from the injury that he had that shut down his 2022 season? 249 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number one. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up at the top of the hour, Vegas Viper offensive lineman Khalil McKenzie will join the show. He'll be calling in to talk about the Vegas Vipers getting underway this upcoming weekend. It's going to be fun. All their home games that will be broadcast from Cashman Field, they will actually be aired right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So we're looking forward to that. Got a couple text messages real quick as we close out hour number one. This one says, uh, I'd give up chances of Caleb Williams for a Super Bowl win in the Death Star. All in for the now. Biggest question would be, how are they going to put away the close games, losses with big leads in 2023? A lot of those games last year are on the coaching play calling, in my opinion. That is from the 907, and I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all, and I think that that's fair, and that's all I ever say is if you're going to criticize anybody, players, coaches, just be fair about it. I think that's a fair criticism. The Raiders had a handful of leads, good leads too, healthy leads. (laughs) 20 to nothing is a healthy lead. You're not losing that game except for they lost it. Now, I will say, throughout the course of the year, even in the playoffs, we saw teams lose massive leads. Ask the Chargers. We saw, you know what I mean? We saw teams lose big leads. But that's not an excuse. Just because they're doing it don't mean that you're doing it. Like, I never allowed my son to say, yeah, but he's doing it. Okay, that's him. His parents got to deal with that. I got to deal with you. Right? That's not an excuse. So, you know, just because it was happening across the league doesn't mean it's okay for you. The Raiders, the coaching staff, Josh McDaniels, Patrick Graham, Mick Lombardi, you know, whoever the case is, whoever it is that's, that's on that coaching staff has to figure out how to, okay, there's a lead, let's hold on to it. You cannot have those kind of collapses like they had in 2022. So as I asked the question, what is the biggest question the staff needs to answer this offseason besides who the quarterback's going to be? That's a great one. I would love to sit down and look, we're going to be at the Combine. I'm anticipating being at the Combine. We're going to talk to Josh McDaniels. We're going to talk to Dave Ziegler. I would love to ask, how do you go about correcting that how do you stop because I mean you can't just there's not a magic button you could press and say okay we're not gonna give up any leads anymore but how do you prevent that that again that's something that can't happen 
It happened way too many times. And obviously the one that stood out to me the most was the Cardinals one. Nelly's performing. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Everyone's excited, fired up. It's 20 nothing at halftime, only to be walking out of there like, what just happened? Like, I was, I, was, I was shocked. And believe me, as a proud member of Raider Nation myself, I've seen a lot of stuff. Let's just put it like that. I've seen a lot of stuff. That was some stuff that I couldn't believe. I could not believe that that happened. And when I watched Raider Nation walk out of Allegiant Stadium, I saw a lot of fans that were just stunned by what they had just witnessed. So that's a very, very good question. Thank you so much for that. Keep those questions coming. 69187, keyword R&R. That's the don'tbebroke.com text line. Again, what's the biggest question this staff needs to answer this offseason besides who the quarterback's going to be? Khalil McKenzie, Vegas Viper offensive lineman. He'll join us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.